Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Celebrate our God-given freedom and faith while honoring our Blessed Mother with Girelli's USA Rosary. Each state is represented on this rosary's 50 beads. Red, white, and blue enamel adorn its patriotic crucifix. Get yours today. Shop www.ghirelli.com. Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com, for faith, fellowship, and love. John 3.30 podcast. He must increase, I must decrease, is a message John 3.30 invites us to live. Incorporating this into our everyday lives can be a challenge. What keeps your fire burning? We have many wonderful ways to stay close to our faith, whether it be the Mass, spiritual readings, prayer, adoration, or the Rosary. This is Catholic Faith Life, and here's our host, Jason Nunez. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the John 3.30 podcast. This is your host, Jason Nunez, and welcome to episode number, wait for it, number 75. Last week, I got it wrong, and I kind of wasn't sure what number I was on, but I'm right on task this this week, and episode number 75, another milestone in our little podcast here. want to thank everyone for listening every week, and even, if, even in between those gaps of time where there were no episodes, thank you for tuning in each and every single time we upload an episode. Uh, for this week, we do have a very, very special guest, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to safely say that I've known this person my entire life, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm speaking about my dear, dear sister, my favorite sister in the whole wide world. Yes, because I'm your only sister. Thank you very much. There you go. Hey, so hey, I can't lie, right? When I say that, right. that, that is a fact. You right. are my favorite sister. Aww. <laughs> so yes, um, have my sister Yvette here with me, and we are blessed to be doing and recording this particular episode, not only in El Paso, Texas, but in the home that we grew up in, Yes, and our childhood home, and at the dinner table, and in the dining room, where we've all shared so many, many meals, and um, so many, many good times. And we're going to begin this episode the way we, way we begin all of our episodes, and that is in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. O Jesus, meek and humble of heart. Hear me. From the desire of being esteemed. Deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being loved. Deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being extolled. Deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being honored. Deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being praised. Deliver me. O Jesus, from the desire of being preferred to others, deliver me, 
O Jesus. From the desire of being consulted. Deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being approved. Deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being humiliated. Deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being despised. Deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of suffering rebukes. Deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being calumniated. Deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten. Deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed. Deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being wronged. Deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being suspected. Deliver me, O Jesus. That others may be loved more than I. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be esteemed more than I. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be chosen and I set aside. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be praised and I go unnoticed. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be preferred to me in everything. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may become holier than I, provided that I may become as holy as I should. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, Son and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Awesome. Alrighty. Alrighty, if you can do me a favor and tell us all a little bit about yourself, please. Okay, well, um, my name is Yvette Rojas. Um, My husband is Servando Rojas. He is a hardworking man who is, um, he's the leader of our family. And he, he's just an amazing man, very supportive. Um, And I have three children, um, three teenage children. And we have Emma. Who's your goddaughter? Yay. Yay! We were just talking about that, right? We were. We were. Yeah, I said happy happy belated anniversary. Uh, yes, thank you. And <laughs> I remember that that day, June first, was her baptism birthday. Exactly. So I sent her a text, happy baptism birthday, right. and her and Balam, our niece, right. Um, that's her baptism birthday too. So I sent Bella a text too that morning. Awesome. Um, anyways, so that's Emma. She is. 17 she just turned 17 in march sounds weird right yes i don't even want to say it (laughs) um so she just turned 17 she's now driving um she's going to be starting her senior year of high school in the fall this year so that's our family's approaching a new milestone uncharted waters um and we have elias as well he is 15 but he's fixing to be 16 um he keeps us busy um and he cannot wait to start driving but mommy can wait <laughs> having one teenage I, driver I, is I, enough yeah yeah <laughs> as as a father of uh, someone knocking on the door of that yeah yeah um, I, we can certainly wait until it's time for a road trip you know yeah. then it's like okay maybe you can take you know an hour here and there uh-huh. kind of break up with the monotony so yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just drove to tucson last weekend and servando asked emma 
mama, you want to drive? And of course, her answer was like, no. No? Why? <laughs> Why would I want to drive? No. Yeah. Um, but uh, we also have Elena. Mm-hmm. She is 13, about to turn 14, mm-hmm. and is anxious to start planning her quinceanera. Oh, yes. Yes. So she keeps reminding me every now and then, Mama, we need to start. We need to get started. We need to get started. I'm like, yes, babe. Okay. So we have a lot on the horizon for next year. A lot. Yes. A lot happening in our family. So we're excited. Of course, everything is is going to be a celebration. So we're we're excited about that. Indeed, indeed. Mm-hmm. There is a lot, there is a lot to celebrate and a lot coming up mm-hmm. that is that we're looking forward to celebrating too. Mm-hmm. Yesterday we were already planning uh, coming back in town next year for Emma's graduation. Aww. We were already pulling out our phones and looking at time tree and looking at the day and making sure we have it in our calendar and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And so we're yeah. planning that already. Yeah. Did she give you the date? Yes, I believe it's June eighth, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. yeah. As soon as she found out this year, she told me, and I was like. I don't want to put it in a type tree. <laughs> it's becoming more and more real. I know. I Once we start, it's just going to be like, oh, I need to order my cap and gown. And yeah. Just such a, it's just amazing watching your kids grow up and seeing them achieve those milestones that you achieved. And right. it's just, it's just amazing. It's, it's a great ride. Indeed. It's a great ride right now. Indeed it is. It's. You have to be intentional about being in the moment of things because we, we get so caught up and mm-hmm. we got to plan for this and this is coming up and that's that's after that and you got to understand that you need to even though you have an eye out there mm-hmm. you got to keep one eye here. Yes, yes, yeah. that's true. That's true. Um, actually, one one of the things we're off for the summer. Right. Um, I work for a school district, so we're off for the summer. And this summer, what I decided to do was to try and do a book study, but with my family. Oh, cool. I've done a book study with um, like a, a women's group at church, mm-hmm. but now I want to do it with my children because I feel like I need to make sure to expose them sure. to our faith and just the beauty that you can find in books and the richness of our religion. I, I, I guess because I see them already preparing for college and going, I, I really want to help them understand the richness of our faith. Indeed. So that's my plan this summer. That's my Excellent. plan. Excellent. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a good idea. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yes. So you're married and you're a mother and you work for the school district. Mm-hmm. So not only do you have your children, but you have your children whom at work yes. you also care for mm-hmm. and help. Yes. And um, one thing you haven't mentioned yet on the podcast, but you're you're very active in your and at your parish. Yes. With you having kind of all your hands in these different pots and plates spinning, if you will, how do you keep your fire burning for a Catholic faith to where you don't get burned out? Because it's not like it's a, okay, my faith is here on Sunday, I'm going to go to church, then you kind of leave it there when you leave the parking lot, and then you come back and it's there again, and it's shiny and new because you haven't been because you haven't been in church for a week because right. you definitely are there during the week. Right, right. How, how do you do that and help maintain your fire burning day after day? Um, 
So I think part of keeping my fire burning, I have definitely definitely found in ministry. Um, I remember when Emma first made her first Holy Communion. Mm-hmm. Um, soon afterwards, she said, Mama, I want to be an altar server. So I said, okay, okay, let's, let's do this. We can do this. And sometimes she would serve on a Saturday evening mass. Mm-hmm. And we would go, and there wouldn't be anybody else serving with her. And she was little. She was like eight or nine years old. I think she was nine years old at the time. And so when I saw this, I thought, no, I, I can't let my daughter serve alone, you know? So I I began, I approached the, the ministry director for the altar servers, and I said, you know, I'd like to altar serve with my daughter. Mm. Um, sometimes we come on Saturdays and nobody's serving with her. So I want to be able to serve with her. And that journey alone, I'm Emma's, I don't want to cry, <laughs> but Emma's, <laughs> it's, it's going to happen. So I know. Okay. Everybody prepare, get yeah. your Kleenex box out, get it, get, um, just, just knock it out early. It's going to happen. Um, but Emma's yes, at such a young age has really led our family down this wonderful journey of growing closer to God, really, because um, the couple that's in charge of the altar servers, they have meetings every month. And I feel like I would I would go because I was taking Emma, but I learned so much from those meetings. Um, and you learn fellowship. You learn um, other people go through difficult times and where you can be there for each other through prayer, through talking to them, right? Um, you just learn. You just learn so much. And so after I became an altar server, um, Emma and I would serve together. And so that that's always been special. It's a special moments in my in my heart. And um, of course, after Elias made his first Holy communion, he wanted to be an altar server, and then Elena followed. So now we serve the four of us together as altar servers. Mm-hmm. And so um, that was really the starting point. That was like, that was a, a an important moment for our family, I think, is continuing to grow and continuing to serve God. Um, the other thing that it led me to was, how else can I help? You know, as a as a professional, I'm a speech pathologist. And I always felt the call to be a lector because mm. I thought it, it goes with what I do, but now I want to do it for God. You know, I want to get up there and I want to proclaim his word. And so I, I, that led me to being a, a lector. Um, and just preparing when I am proclaiming on Sundays, um, Making sure I prepare and I, I go and read the read the readings, whatever reading it is, the first or the second reading, preparing for that. And then just, just following through, you know, just allowing myself to, before proclaiming, um, just saying, God, let these be your words. Let them hear your words, not my voice, but yours. Oh, that's sometimes we we as people who are just sitting in the pew kind of see the person who's doing the who's filling the role as a lector and think maybe they just woke up that day and said oh I'm going to do that today 
but there's there's a lot of preparation that yes. goes into filling that role or if can you do it the way it's it's truly written up to be filled yes there is preparation to perhaps maybe follow along with the readings that week to understand mm-hmm. what the build-up is to for sunday mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. indeed yes and then and then to ultimately um surrender and say just let me use use me yes to to deliver your word out yes amen <laughs> amen indeed indeed that's awesome so ministry definitely has played played a role um within your family for quite some time then mm-hmm. if it's been going on since emma received your first Holy communion mm-hmm. yeah and there are sometimes that um here recently because i had surgery in october i wasn't able to serve you know because i was recovering and it took me a while to recover from that right. surgery but um i would be sitting in the pews and i'd be there alone because my kids would be altar serving and of course servando and and dad are ushers right and my mom's a eucharistic minister so <laughs> i would be sitting in the pews and i'd, I'd be like well, okay yeah. but i'm surrounded by family mm-hmm. And by community, so it was a different experience. It is. It is a different experience when you kind of go back to just being in the pew uh-huh. after being actively involved and being being a part of the mass. Yes. Uh, just to kind of sit there uh, definitely is a different experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's so beautiful. You know what I found sitting there? Um, what I found was a lot of the prayers, like the collects, <laughs> like the right. initiating collect and I found a new appreciation for those because I follow along in the missile and I just would hear these beautiful prayers and I started taking pictures of them with on my phone because I wanted the words I wanted to more than hear them I wanted to be able to take it back with me and refer back to it and and just kind of allow these words to sink in because they are so beautiful. They're just amazing. They're amazing words. And so I think sitting there, I found, I found a new appreciation for those prayers. And it's those prayers, it's sometimes, they, they can as a whiz by. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of the in-between. For kind of anyone listening, you know, that's where we're either still standing or we're in the act of sitting down. And mm-hmm. those prayers are being said and maybe your attention for the moment is kind of diverted from what's being said mm-hmm. and what's being prayed. Because mm-hmm. you're sitting back down and you're finding your spot and you're getting back in your groove in your chair and your pew. Mm-hmm. And um, you can you can miss them. You can. Yeah. It, you it, can. It, it's kind of like... um. I'll put it like this, like kind of your experience is kind of like Tony Romo. And let just follow me here for a second. <laughs> what? Okay, <laughs> follow me for a second. Okay. okay. He played the game, right? And he played the game and he uh. had some successes and then he didn't. But then he retired and then he began to commentate. Yes. And now it's like he's seeing it unfold in front of him. Uh-huh. And he's able to explain it so well. Yes. Because, he is a great commentator. Yes, exactly. Because he, he understands the game now. Mm. Right. Maybe when he was playing, he was still figuring it out. And now he now he's kind of seeing it from a different vantage point. So he can see everything Mm -hmm. and he can kind of dissect everything and fully understand in real time and then explain what's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, You kind of being involved in ministry and learning the mass Mm -hmm. and then kind of going back in the pew 
and observing it from a different vantage point yeah is, oh this is when this happens and, oh, oh, and then yeah. uh-huh. that's when you catch the collect and right? different kind of aspects like that where you're like whoa you know yeah it's yeah. it's they're just so beautiful can i read today's please okay so the collect for today um it's after the entrance antiphon um is oh god from whom all good things come grant that we who call on you in our need may be at your prompting discern what is right and by your guidance do it through our lord jesus christ your son who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the holy spirit one god forever and ever amen amen and where are you reading that from I am reading that from a book called Give Us a Stay. It's daily prayer for today's Catholic. Um, it has the readings. It actually has, it starts with um, morning prayer. Mm-hmm. And then it has the readings of the day. It actually goes to the mass. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get to read about, you get to read a reflection. And so I started reading this this month. Um, somebody was giving them at church, and so I happened to pick up a copy, and I'm so thankful for it because I really enjoy this. Um, give us a stay. It's really amazing. It's really, really amazing. Excellent. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, what I found sitting in the pews, because as I mentioned before, I, I was recovering from surgery. I found... I found hope. Indeed. Okay, get your tissue box. <laughs> I found hope. Okay. So, and... You made it 19 minutes, so that's pretty good. Without crying. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found hope. And time after time listening to them... That's what I heard. Right. When you're recovering from a surgery, it's uh, we, it's almost like we're clinging to hope. You know, like it's not to say that that's all we have, but we're hopeful in what it could be. Yes. And that what it could be is what we're is what we're clinging to. Right. I just found so much strength in that hope mm-hmm. that that Jesus, I heard his message constantly coming to me. And so that hope became my strength. Right. And it was it was it has been quite a journey. Um Maybe we should share with them this journey because you and I are very connected in this journey. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely be remiss if I, I don't think I'd be doing my job as a podcast host if I didn't <laughs> at the very least ask if you wanted to share your journey and yes. the story behind your surgery. Yes. Um, in the spring of last year, 2018, I decided to, after much prayer, after much prayer, I decided to um, go through the process to see if I could be a living donor for you. Right. Because you you need a kidney. Right. And so after much prayer and after um, a lot of women at church praying for me, um, 
I decided to go through this process. And so it, through that process, I had to go to my doctors um, to get like medical clearance from them to make sure everything was okay. Sure. And in, this was in the spring. I want to say it was around February, right? It was, I guess it was still winter. Um, and then in, in May, I got a phone call saying, you know, you probably need to go back for another mammogram. And I said, okay. Um, she, my, the nurse practitioner uh, with the doctor that I see said, you know, there's something coming out here. You probably need to go back for another mammogram. So I was like, okay. But in the meantime, I went to San Antonio. Right. Uh, went to the, um, the transplant center there and yep. went through all their, um, their CT. And actually, that was the very first time I had ever had a CT done. Mm-hmm. And looking back on that, God is amazing because I would have never had any kind of medical procedure if not for wanting to right to be your living donor right and so I came back of course you go to a counselor you go to a nutritionist you go to so many people you see a nephrologist you and the counselor came in and she said you know sometimes um you have all these examinations done and sometimes it happens that you're not able to be a donor and she said that and i thought okay okay move along because right. i'm gonna i'm okay and mm-hmm. i'm gonna do this and lo and behold that that comment was made for me i just didn't know it at the time um so of course um when the transplant center um when i had to communicate to them that i was going for follow-up to get uh, an additional mammogram. And then after the mammogram, it was uh, an MRI. And after the MRI was, you need to see a surgeon. And then that was a biopsy. And then on August 21st, I was diagnosed with breast cancer, invasive ductal carcinoma. They were suspecting it was uh, stage two. And I would have never I would have never gone through I probably would have found out a lot later right then um, had I not been doing it for you I know I've told you before (laughs) you saved my life I would have never known so quickly as a busy mom I postpone things as we all do yes but the desire to want to do it for you was very strong and so I had my diagnosis and I was in shock because I I thought the only surgery that I was going to be having in 2018 was to be giving you my kidney. Right. And that was not to be. But it was God's will. How wonderful that he inspired me 
that he inspired me to to want to do this for you you know and and I even after my surgery I recently asked my oncologist um so when can I can I be a living donor can I do this quickly she told me no right she said no you're my priority we need to make sure you are okay and so you learn about your physical fragility right it has been an amazing journey and I have to share with you that I got diagnosed on August 21st three days prior to getting diagnosed I had completed um, a Marian consecration I read um, the book by Father Michael Gately 33 days of morning glory and looking back on that journey I just don't know where I would have gotten the strength I, I don't know where I would have known what to do with my pain because a lot of it going through the surgery was one thing but having complications after the surgery was another having an infection was another and being able to tolerate that excruciating pain from wound care was another mm-hmm. no and i would have never known what to do with that pain had it not been for father michael gately never i would have never known that i can offer this pain i can offer it i can offer it to my mother mary right you know and i it's something that i have to um remind myself of even now even going through all that pain even knowing what to do knowing what i could do now i am very blessed i I don't have any pain but my wounds have not completely healed and that leads to frustration and recently i remembered okay remember what you would do when it was excruciating it's not excruciating right now but it is excruciatingly frustrating that they're still there and you have you have your own wound care every day and that can be an offering that can be an offering to our mother mary who knows better than her what our world needs in the state that it's in so it has been quite a journey it really it really has been quite a journey um it's it's um, definitely one of those things where you can look back and within our, our simple minds, we can try and understand God's infinite plan. But we, we, in this kind of a situation here, we can, we can see. Yes. You know? Like, an, I can see the value. I can definitely see the value. And with what I'm currently still living with and within what I'm currently having to do every day and every evening in order to have somewhat of a normal life. I can see the value in going through dialysis every night, knowing that because of the situation I'm in, it it helped you in some way, you know, and it's a very humbling, um, situation and it's a very humbling experience to to go through 
and I'm just extremely thankful that that you had the courage to say yes and try and donate mm-hmm. you know um so you thank me but I'm I'm thanking you now too thank oh, you thank you thank you thank you thank you <laughs> <laughs> right indeed we just God knew we needed each other exactly and we still continue to need each other we do yeah we do we yeah. do I have to share with you that the reason I had the courage to say yes was because I thought of Junior mm-hmm. our brother who is no longer here on earth with us but firmly believe he is in heaven right with our Lord Jesus Christ praising him um, I kept thinking if Junior were here he would want to do it he would want to do it so in a way he's he's here with us too yep. you know because he he prompted that that decision and he prompted that courage amazing you know it's 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 crazy um us living in san antonio now i I often tell Jeannie, i often tell my wife it's like i feel like we're in a bubble you know because we're so far away and like now when we come back and visit i always think about when we had to come back when he when he passed away yeah driving here I often, when we're on the road, that memory comes into my mind. Even pulling up to mom and dad's house, you know, just pulls into my mind of when we came back um, Mm -hmm. at that time. Even though physically he's not here, it's, you know, he's still with us. Yes. And one of the beautiful aspects of our faith is that it, it helps us, it helps us mourn the loss of our loved ones. But it also helps us understand that even though they're physically gone, you know, where he is right now and what we firmly believe in our faith, like you said, he's praising God. I, I understand. I, we even have some family members who, who have lost loved ones that years removed are still having a hard time with, with it. And yes. my heart aches for them. Yes. And it's like, I want to help them understand the beauty of, even though they may not have their loved ones here on earth, you know, they're, they're praising our God right now. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what I would want for, for them if they can be here with us. Yeah. One of the many beautiful aspects of our faith is that it helps us um, understand the mortality of being a human being and also you know we have we were so fortunate we have like uh, all souls day all saints day to where we can take that time to remember them Mm -hmm. and you know honor them and pray for them as we should be throughout the year Um, i tell them good morning right it's it's uh what just happened the other day the other day we were uh oh at the baseball game 
we, we were um, for for the listeners here uh, with me being in town I, we, we all got together and went to a, a minor league baseball game the El Paso Chihuahuas um, <laughs> yeah there are there are our minor league team and you know all of my immediate family we all got together and we all went to game we all sat together and um, our sister-in-law Dora joined us and uh, Junior's daughter Maddie our niece uh, our nephew Aaron lives in in another part of Texas right now, and so he wasn't in town. But um, I was just kind of sitting back, just kind of enjoying um, everyone being together. And then um, what comes on the loudspeaker? But Steve Ravon. <gasps> For those listening that don't know, uh, my my brother was a humongous Stevie Ray fan. Rivon fan, and um, so it was just pretty fitting for at that moment. As I was having that thought, mm. it was super good, super good. Yeah, he's always with us, and indeed he is. Indeed he is, and that is, I believe, one hundred percent is a fact. Mm-hmm. Indeed he is. So you mentioned you mentioned you have wound care and you're. You're several, several months post-op, um, as am I, right? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, kind of put a, not a, a nice bow on the surgery there, on, on, on this part of the, the episode. How are you doing now? From? From, from your surgery and from your cancer diagnosis. Oh, I am cancer-free. Thanks be to God. Cancer-free. Thank you, Jesus. And um, I'm on medication I need to take for probably the next five to ten years. I've gotten a range from doctors. Um, And um, they did do um, further testing, pathology testing, and what they do after you've been diagnosed with cancer is they um, determine what the likelihood is of it recurring and they actually gave me a rating of a four percent which is extremely low and i'm extremely thankful for that um um just taking medication um following up with my doctors um and just trying to trek along how did our faith keep your hope alive through this process I can tell you that it took me when I heard the words it's positive for cancer it took me hearing that in the office with a doctor and a good friend because my husband was out of town. Mm-hmm. He actually heard the diagnosis over the phone on well, on FaceTime. <clears throat> Hearing it, nothing prepares you for that. Right. But you just have to take a moment and then you rely on your faith. You rely on the wonderful people that you know from your church community and their prayers you understand the value and just their pra- the love in their prayers you understand it because you can feel it yes you can physically 
Yeah, you can feel it. I remember going when I finally went back to work months later, talking to a friend who wanted to catch up, and she actually covered for me at work. And I remember telling her I wouldn't have changed it. I would not have changed it. Because everything that I was actually able to exercise in my faith, the total reliance on God, my prayer often was, Jesus, I trust in you. Right. Jesus, I trust in you. And just surrendering it to him, because after you get a diagnosis like that, you understand nothing is in your control. Right. And so learning to just completely surrender, I think, is the biggest, the biggest lesson here. And for me, that's what it took. It took cancer. But I would not change. I would not change it, because my lesson was so, such a, a good one, a good one for me to have. That was my prayer. Um, well, I was in the pre-op room when they were pre- preparing me for my amputation, and even as they put, uh, they gave me the anesthesia. Those were the last words. Yeah, I remember that too. I don't even remember when they gave me anesthesia. I remember them giving it to me, and then you're supposed to count down. And in my mind, I was telling myself, Jesus, I trust in you. I don't remember how many times I said it, and I probably didn't say it that many. Right. You know, because you never make it down from 10 to to, to zero. You kind of get to six, and you're gone by that point. But um, that that was, I remember, the last... uh, Last thing in my mind telling myself before I, before I succumb to the medicine there. Mm-hmm. Interesting that we both had the same, <laughs> that same prayer, right? Right, right, right. I had, in the post-operative room, it was, Jesus, I trust in you, and with whatever the surgery, whatever the outcome is, create in me a new wine. Mm. I just wanted that whatever the outcome was, um... Then there was a new wine in me created. That way I could still serve him. That's beautiful, Jake. Yeah. You teach me something new every day, <laughs> little brother. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I I just stopped at Jesus. I trust in you. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I got that created a new wine for me from a friend of mine, Jorge Aguilar. I, I heard him pray that one time. Uh, during a, a healing ministry service and I was like I like that I'm going to use that yeah that is beautiful yes yes indeed so I think kind of through both of our situations because kind of simultaneously while you were recovering from your surgery in October I was recovering from my amputation in October as well mm-hmm. so we've kind of been on this journey together mm-hmm. on this road to recovery if you will mm-hmm. um, and gosh my parents were in one hospital with you and then made a trip to visit me like a week later for mine. And mm-hmm. um, this whole time, you know, I, I can only imagine just them living what they're living through, kind of with, you know, two of their kids yes. on the road to recovery here. And um, I really think it's our faith that not only has helped you and I, yes. but it's also helped them as well. Yes, it's also helped them. And you're you're so right about the community aspect. It's it's uh, something that 
that my wife and I have really felt the benefit of. You know, we're we're in San Antonio, so you know all of our families here. Mm-hmm. So our our church community has really become you know our our San, our San Antonio family, and through my recovery, you know that that's they they've been a constant presence, mm-hmm. and um, you know phone calls and even visits to the hospital room mm-hmm. and even dinner, like you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you were, you were, you were brought food and mm-hmm. same thing, the whole RCIA group, you know, fed us every Sunday. Wow. So it's, uh, definitely takes a load off your back when you don't got to worry about planning a meal for a family. Right. And, um, it just, just it's such a big help mm-hmm. and such a tremendous blessing. Yes. And you know, when mom and dad were out of town, when they were with you, um, Theo, Joe, and Theo Margie were calling, how are you doing? Do you need anything? And just knowing that people are willing to call you nowadays, who calls? Everybody texts, right? Right. <laughs> I think we need to change that, people. But There um, you go. <laughs> uh, just hearing from them and saying, are you okay? Just, it's just means the world in those moments it it really does it really does mean mean the world in those moments to kind of know that someone is someone cares about you you yeah. know someone cares about you enough to may not like a big deal but to pick up the phone and call you mm-hmm. and say how are you mm-hmm. and have a conversation with you mm-hmm. i have a friend at um at church and soon after my surgery she asked me so have you seen the face of jesus yet and I said, oh, yes, I have. Oh, yes, I have. Thank you. Thank you for putting it in such a beautiful way. But my husband was a face of Jesus for me. Because, you, you know, after surgery, what can you do for yourself? I had Mike's surgery. was very extensive. I think it took me longer to get over my surgery than, than it took you. <laughs> you seem to be making a lot better progress than me. But um, I definitely saw the face of Jesus in my husband in in everything that he did. Right. It's our, our, our spouses. We are definitely blessed that we yes. have, we have spouses that are very supportive mm-hmm. and that, that are with us every step of the way, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I can, you know, I'm, I, I don't know how my wife does it. I don't know how Jeannie can, I don't want to say she takes everything in stride, but how she handles everything. And it's like, okay. And it's like, Oh, he needs a kidney. Okay. Now he needs, now he needs to lose his foot. And, Every time I see a doctor, it's like, okay, what kind of bad news am I going to get? And lately, it's been good news, which is kind of a weird thing for me because I'm not used to going to the doctor and getting good news mm. by any stretch of the means. And now I go and they check my blood, and it's okay, everything's looking good. And it's like, what? Yeah. You mean you mean it's not getting worse, but it's staying the same, you know? Or mm-hmm. it's not going to get better, but it's not it's not getting worse. Okay, well, let's let's that's good news let's hope that we can keep that going yes <laughs> you know, for, yes. A, for a lot for a lot more time to come here mm-hmm. but yeah we're, we're definitely blessed with uh, the spouses that yes. we have yes we are been so supportive as well as our children i think our children have definitely had to step up maybe in areas that we didn't see them initially stepping up this soon in life mm-hmm. um I definitely know that Abraham and Daniel had to kind of step up quite a bit and kind of pitch in a little bit more than more than I would like them to. Mm-hmm. But um, 
It's definitely a, another blessing that we have. Yes, another now, blessing. Now I'm understanding why, why I have why I was blessed with two boys, mm-hmm. and not two girls, or maybe a boy and a girl. You know, I, I kind of I needed that extra physical physical help uh, in my life, and it kind of helps me understand these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We are going to go ahead and get to our, our parting questions here. Already? Already. <laughs> Unless there's more. If you want to keep talking, you know, we can we can treat this like our phone calls, right? <laughs> right. Like whenever right. I'm on the phone with you, it's like an hour and a half. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then before you know it, it's like two hours of passed by. And mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, time mm-hmm. to go. Time to go. And let's, by all means, if there's anything else that you would like to share, we can no. certainly do that. No, I think we're good. Okay. okay. Awesome. Awesome. Alrighty. So here we go. We're going to go and get to our parting questions. So our first question for you is, oh my God, I forgot my parting questions here. So Who is just, your favorite saint? Oh no, there's one right before that. Superpower. Okay. Yes, you're right. Thank you. Okay. If you could have a superpower, what would it be and why? Oh man, that's the only question I didn't think about. Uh, <laughs> if I could have a superpower... What would it be? I think it would be to have like energy all the time. <laughs> I think because now that I'm a little bit older, I start to feel tired or maybe it's because of, you know, recovering. There you go. They tell me it's going to take a year before I feel back to normal, but I think I would want to have just that energy. Uh, I crave that energy I used to have before. Um, so just to have like ongoing energy, like the little Energizer Bunny, never runs out. Unlimited energy. Right, unlimited energy. For um, for a busy mom, I yeah. think that <laughs> if you could figure out how to do that and multiply it somehow, I would. You you would do very very well. Right, but it can't be with like any chemicals. Oh, got it. Got it. <laughs> it has to be all natural. There you go, like struck by lightning or something. <laughs> something. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Fall into a ooze or something. <laughs> All of Something. a sudden, you have unlimited energy. Got it. Yes. Got that it. would be awesome. There you go. Any ooze makers out there? There you go. Well, <laughs> go hang out with your husband's work. Maybe they got a, a barrel somewhere. You can <laughs> <No>. ask him. <laughs> that's not, is that all? That's not all natural. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So who is your favorite saint? My favorite saint. I think you were ready for this question. Yes, I was ready for yeah. this one. My favorite saint is... Um, Pope St. John Paul II, the great JP2. There you go. Yes. We have a little, we have a statue of him right in front of us, too. Yes, we do. A figurine, if you will. Yes. Why is he your favorite saint? Um, So I was thinking about this earlier, and I remember seeing him on TV when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Um, It was some World Youth Day. Um, I don't even remember what year it was, but I remember, and I don't remember his exact words, but I remember when he was talking, I felt like he was talking to me Mm. and just the more I learn about him, there's so many things I've learned about him. Um, I forget which book it was that I was reading, but I remember reading that they would often try to... Um, when they were visiting like a new parish, a new church, or when they were on, you know, going somewhere, his um, his assistants 
would route his path ar- around um, the Blessed Sacrament. So he wouldn't stop. Um, but there was one time that he was walking and he passed by a door and he came back and he walked in and the Blessed Sacrament was there, but there was no nothing indicating that the Blessed Sacrament was there. Um, and I thought, oh my goodness, how beautiful. How beautiful is that, that he was that aware, mm-hmm. that aware of the presence of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I think that's always... After that story, I, it serves as an inspiration to me. You know, it it's um, it just helps me. It helps me to know that wow, he could do it. He could do it. He knew where the Blessed Sacrament right. was, and now I I think of him when I go to adoration mm-hmm. once a month, and so I, it, he's just amazing. Just the more I learn about him, the more I read about him, the more. The more interesting, the more the more I learn about God, and so He's really taking me on a journey closer to Christ. Excellent. So, John Paul II, pray for us. Pray for us. If you could describe how you live your faith with a hashtag, what would the hashtag be? Hashtag Jesus, I trust in you. Good one. I like yeah. that. Like that very, very fitting. Yes. Hashtag Jesus, I trust in you. Mm-hmm. And we're just talking about the divine mercy earlier today, too. Yes, we were. So, yeah, that's uh, something that's been on my mind and is going to continue to be on my mind for a period of months here. Um, before I get to my last question, um, just I wanted to give you an opportunity to kind of speak about something big you have coming up in August. Oh. And uh, kind of give you an opportunity to kind of talk about that and um, promote it a little bit if you want. I know kind of the demographic of my listeners go from El Paso to San Antonio and kind of sprinkle throughout. And um, it's kind of weird even when I check the stats, it's even in some other countries, the country lights up, that signifies a listener or two. And... um, Hola. There you go. <laughs> Hola. <laughs> but, but given that, you know, we do have listeners here and here in El Paso, I do want to give you some opportunity to kind of promote something you have going on here. Yes. We are going to have our next Women's Axe Retreat at our church, San Antonio de Padua. Um, and I am the servant of God on this retreat. I know that... People normally say director, but my wise cousin, Orlando Padilla, told me, all it means is you're a servant of God. And I I love that title much better. Um, So we have that retreat coming up, and it's actually going to start on August 29th, which is um, our brother Junior's birthday. Right. The day of his birthday. That's his birthday. So the day of... The day of his birthday, we'll be at Mass, and... As will he. As will he, mm-hmm. and we'll... That Mass will be offered for him. Beautiful. For his soul, yes. And so, it's going to be from August 29th to September the 1st. Um, and yeah, we're excited. We're, we have a wonderful group of women who are on formation, and... 
excited and it's just an amazing opportunity to evangelize which is what I continue to tell them this this is our opportunity you know as Catholics so often we we go to church we sit in the same pew that's my pew you know and we do talk to the people around us but sometimes we don't have the opportunity to talk to the person that sits across from us all the way over on the other side Mm -hmm. and so this this opens up that opportunity you know not only for community but actually also for adoration, theology, and service to get all those, to discuss all those topics and deeply. Excellent. So um, you will also have um, my mother who's joining you. Yes. Is our well, our mother. Our, yes, our mom. Our mom. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually speaking to someone else, not my family member, so it's always my. But in this case, <laughs> our um, our mother will be joining you. She's one of the other. She's a co-director slash servant of God. Yes, yes, thank you. There you go. And, <laughs> and also, um, also friend and past guest to the show, Deanna Corona, mm-hmm. is going to be on the team as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so excellent. That's good stuff there. So if anyone is interested kind of uh, about that retreat, by, more than, by all means, go back and listen to my mom's episode. Uh, I believe that I have it under either Nena Nunez or Maria Nunez. And uh, Deanna Corona, who is one of my early, early guests, interviewed her in this exact same room and these exact same chairs wow. we were sitting in. So Interesting. Indeed. Um, she's, like, she's like my sister, Deanna. Deanna. It, mm-hmm. It's crazy, yeah. And I've known her for a long time. Yeah. And you know, I tell her, I think it's because you and I are both only girls. Probably. I seem, I seem to like make friends that are like only girls. Uh. And so I think that's what it is. Maybe. Because I can I can relate, you know? Definitely. I can relate. Definitely. Is this retreat to the point to where it's open to um, other other um, parishioners from other parishes to attend the retreat? Or is this kind of still like we're looking for San Antonio de Padua, parishioners only? Well, no, I think we have it open to the vicariate. Which is um, good word. Wow, I like that. You like that yeah, word? Did I impress you? You did. That was a good one. <laughs> Listeners, he has his fingers crossed over here. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Sorry, sorry. Was I yelling? No, no, you're fine. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's gonna. I I think it's gonna be open to the vicariate. I mean, we have um, parishes in our surrounding area, like Santa Lucia, Saint Paul. Um, who else is there? Um, Santa Lucia, St. Paul, Our Lady of Sorrows. I mean, definitely. St. is that considered in a certain no, area? No, because they have their own retreats. They have their own. Oh, mm-hmm. got it, got it. Okay. I think I'm mentioning the parishes that don't have oh, ex, don't. women's ex retreats. Got it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think they'll be open to them. Excellent. Well, if you're, if you're listening and you're a woman and you've heard kind of a lot of the consistent message of this retreat how acts has helped people because mm-hmm. that's been that's been that's probably the top two common thread that i've heard in all these episodes one is the community mm-hmm. but number two is acts and acts really is what helps you get involved in the community mm-hmm. that way they, then you can get to meet 
other people within the community and then you learn other other ministries that you can get involved in mm -hmm. um, if you've never attended an actual treat and would like to attend one you definitely will be in good hands with the San Antonio de Pablo Parish with my sister with my mother with friends that I've known for a while and even with um, of the um, our brother's fiance who is on team even um, you'll, you'll definitely be in, in good company and if you have a teen, whether they're a boy or a girl, if you're interested in sending your teen on an axe retreat, because mm -hmm. they do have teen axe retreats as well. My goddaughter is on team, Swan for the Teen Retreat. Mm -hmm. Emma's so, on yes, team. Emma's on yes. team. I think it's coming up this month, right? In June? Uh, no, it's in July. Oh, it's in July. Good, it's so it's still time. Let me not mess up the dates. Hold on. Um, it is, it's right before Elias's birthday. <laughs> so it is, let me get my glasses on. Hold on. It's July 18th to the 21st. Gotcha. So we're about a month away. Yeah, we're about a month away. And Elias will be attending. Excellent. Elias will be going. That's his birthday present. There you go. <laughs> What'd you get this year? A life-changing weekend. Right, right. And go. yes, and he just got confirmed. So he's excited. He's excited about going. And Emma's excited about being on team. Beautiful. Um, the one, Just the one thing that I wanted to share about an axe retreat is... Um, after I lived my axe retreat, and I actually lived mine with mom. Right, right. Um, we we went together, and it, it has definitely been. It was an amazing opportunity, first of all, to attend, but then to attend with my mother, was just such a blessing. Um, often, I think that our faith is the great inheritance that our grandparents have left us. Mm -hmm. Our the the passion that we feel for our faith it, it definitely comes from them and being there with mom it I just I fe I felt that you know and um, what I what I compare it to this is the way I compare it is before my retreat I would go to mass and and I would hear I would I would listen I was attentive um, but after my retreat it was like. It was, okay, so before the retreat, it was like in black and white. And after the retreat, it's like in high definition, mm -hmm. in color, like vibrant color. It's just so, it, it opens your eyes. It's an opportunity to, to grow deeper in your faith, and it opens your eyes to the beauty that we have before us every single Sunday and every day, really. Every day except for Tuesdays at San Antonio. <laughs> but... Um, just the beauty of the mass is the richness that it has. I mean, from walking in, you get to um, do the sign of the cross with holy water that reminds us of our baptism and our baptism calling, right? right. To be a priest, prophet, and, and king. And it's just amazing. It's amazing where I was before and where I feel I have grown to now, all by the grace of God. It's, it's not... It's not... It's not because of me, but it's because of his grace that he continues to, to pour out and, and allow me, allow me to continue to grow closer to him. Well said. Well said. So that leads me to my last question for you here. Okay. So what message do you want to leave our listeners with? You were kind of kind of getting into that, kind of felt like it right now with what you're saying. So yes. I think it's good to kind of get to that question there. What message I want to leave you with? 
I want to leave you. Let's see. Hmm. I didn't think about this question, guys. Sorry. Uh huh. Uh huh. I definitely want everyone to know how loved they are. How loved they are by God and how important how important you are. You are so important to him. Everything about you is important, even the words that you speak. So reach out to him. And if you hear him calling, listen. Give yourself a moment to listen to him. A moment to listen is very, very important. Yes. I'm very happy you said that because that is often the part that is skipped by us by us it's pr- prayer is a dialogue between us and god mm-hmm. and you know some people may see prayer as like i'm getting help like because they turn to prayer when they need help yes so if you think of it in a real world situation if i go to the doctor and i go because i have headache or i go because my back is bothering me if i walk into the room and say doctor my back's bothering me and then i walk out He's not, he can't examine me. Exactly. He can't uh-huh. diagnose me. Mm-hmm. And he can't follow up with me. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So that moment you're talking about is where those things happen. Uh-huh. And that's kind of where I, I feel like people kind of miss the boat. Right. And I think oftentimes we, we just need to give ourselves that moment just to... Even just for to, ourselves. Yeah. Just to listen. Just give yourself a moment to listen to him. And you can listen... You can begin to listen more deeply if you read the Word every day, if you read the Word of God, if you read the daily readings. You don't even have to read them. You can listen to them on a podcast because there are so many podcasts available. Um, You can listen to reflections. And by doing that, that will give you... I like to think of them as instantaneous thoughts that come from God. Mm. Right, and if they're good and they're serving, they're serving him. You know, they come from him. They're they're coming. They're they're leading to good for the greater good, and so you know they're coming from him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if that's what it is, just give yourself a moment. Give yourself a moment to turn off all the chatter, and please put your phone down unless you're listening to a podcast. There you go. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Very good. Well. Yvette, thank you very much for taking time out of your day and sharing with us how you keep your fire burning for a Catholic faith. You're welcome. Thank you very much. I love you. I love you too, brother. (laughs) You are my favorite sister after all. (laughs) I can't say you're my favorite brother because my other brother will not be happy. No, you won't. won't. (laughs) He kind of gets a little sensitive whenever that kind of comes up. Okay. (laughs) Alrighty. So um, in John 3.30, we do find that he must increase and I must decrease. Uh, I want to give thanks to my parents for allowing us to record this episode in their dining room here in El Paso, Texas, and uh, for the hospitality all week long that we've been here. Uh, They have been gracious, gracious hosts and doing everything they can to make us comfortable here. Um, 
I also want to let everyone know that if you like what you hear and you want to be a guest on the episode, by all means, you're more than welcome to. Curious to find out how you keep your fire burning for a Catholic faith. That way we can share it with everyone. Um, if you'd like to be a guest, you can contact me. You can send me an email at john330podcastgmail.com um, where you can contact me on social media. Um, if you heard this episode and you're curious about the Women's Action Treat coming up on August 29th that my sister and my mother are part of, and you want more information or you want to get in contact and how you can register as a retreat and go ahead and get a hold of me and I can I can send that information to, to my family to kind of get a hold of you and um, we're going to go ahead and, and oh and before I forget I would like to thank my executive producers for their continued support of the John 330 podcast and that's Dr. Jeff Vista and Mr. Christopher Lehman gentlemen thank you too for your continued support of this podcast you're making it possible for us to not only record every single week but also upload these episodes and have them published everywhere so that way they can be easily found so you two have made that possible thank you very very much it is greatly appreciated uh, we're going to go ahead and end this episode the way we end the way the Nunez family ends their time in mass every time we attend that is by saying the intercessory prayer to Saint Michael the Archangel and the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit Amen Saint Michael the Archangel defend us in battle be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil may God rebuke him we humbly pray and do thou O Prince of the Heavenly Host by the power of God Cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl around the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Even once again, thank you for your time. Thank you. Okay, everyone, thank you for listening. Have a good rest of your day, and God bless you all. Yes, God bless. From the day I left in the womb to the joy of the empty tomb. I know he lived and died for me From heaven high above A voice came down with the dove This is my son and I am pleased He must increase so I must decrease And now my heart is open wide I must decrease so he can increase. He is the center of my life. He must increase. He must increase. He must increase. I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. I'd like to invite you to join me for a pilgrimage tour to France this September. It's based on my book, St. Benedict and St. Therese, The Little Rule and the Little Way. I'll be teaching about the spiritualities and the lives of these two great saints, and we'll be visiting the great monastery of Fleury, where St. Benedict's relics are venerated, and of course going to Lisieux to visit the childhood home of St. Therese, the Carmel where she was a nun, and the great basilica dedicated to her honor. But there's more than that. At Paris, we'll be visiting the Basilica of Sacré-Cœur, Rue de Bac with the Miraculous Medal, going on to Vézelay, Nevers with St. Bernadette, Paris-le-Monial, where the devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus was given to St. Margaret Mary, and then Chartres Cathedral, Mont-Saint-Michel, the Normandy beaches, and more. 
I think there's not only going to be time for instruction and learning, but also prayer and worship, celebrating Mass in the various locations, and also time for fellowship and a good bit of French food and wine, too. Come and join us this September. If you'd like to know more, go to catholicheritagetours.com. That's catholicheritagetours.com, or be in touch with me through my website, twightlongenecker.com. Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com.